0: I share credit today with Spencer Brown and Neil Patel from Town Hall and David Bossey of the Washington Times for their research and input, which I combine with my own. My commentary in a moment. But first, the great people of Virginia refused to allow Terry McAuliffe to con them into another term as governor. Instead, they elected the Republican, Glenn Youngkin. Virginia voters sent a strong message to the Democrat Party that they were no longer going to support radical left-wing politicians. Terry McAuliffe should be in prison, not the governor's office, and the people of Virginia recognize that. The man is a sleazeball with intense ties to Bill and Hillary Clinton and shares their character. Parents in Virginia demanded to have a say in their children's education. McAuliffe had been foolish enough to reveal his real self in TV interviews, where he basically said that parents should have no say in what their children are taught in school. That infuriated parents, who had finally begun to look closely at the material their children were being exposed to in school. The short answer to how Republicans won the governor's office in Virginia and came close in New Jersey, both states handily won by Joe Biden last November, is Democrat floundering on the national stage. Tuesday's elections weren't just a wake-up call for Democrats. They were a shattering three-alarm warning of what's to come. Local issues helped drive voters to the polls in both states. Virginians who elected Glenn Youngkin, were animated in part by concerns over the teaching of critical race theory in schools, and the New Jersey voters languished in a state economy with high unemployment. But both contests played out against the backdrop of a national Democrat party seemingly frozen and unable to govern at the national level. Biden's approval ratings began to slide in Virginia, New Jersey, and across the country when he fumbled his decision to withdraw troops from Afghanistan and leave Americans behind at the mercy of the Taliban. And matters only grew worse as the core of his political agenda, his proposed Build Back Better legislation and a bipartisan infrastructure bill that actually passed the Senate by a veto-proof margin, stalled for months as Democrats in Congress squabbled over how much to spend and how to pay for it all. Even the most uneducated American can understand that you can't spend $3.5 trillion and it costs nothing. What an asinine concept Biden put forward. Democrats would do well to stop beating the dead horse of Donald Trump. The American people are tired of Democrats blaming everything from COVID to the failed search for life on Mars on Donald Trump. Stop looking backwards and move America forward. The truth is that Donald Trump's policies worked. That infuriated Democrats who were seeking power. My only complaint with Trump is his personality and manner was too rough, too brusque, and unpresidential. But we were better off with Trump's accomplishments compared to the downward spiral of the country under Joe Biden. Hopefully, this past week sent a message to the Democrats, and they will receive it again in 2022 in the national election, and again in 2024 in the presidential election. We owe our Virginia neighbors a great vote of thanks. Joe Biden appeared on television recently to tell Americans that they had to pay their fair share of taxes. Of course, that depends upon who determines your fair share. Biden leaned into the camera and almost whispered, pay your fair share, pay your fair share. That should be boldly stated, not whispered, that everyone should pay their fair share of taxes. It could start with Joe and Hunter Biden and their multiple schemes to scam money from foreign powers, and it should be followed by a real effort to close loopholes and force corporations that make billions of dollars and pay zero taxes to pay their fair share. But American taxpayers have a right to know what's being done with their fair share of taxes that they pay to the government. That's where the Democrats need to be held responsible for the irresponsible spending they're pushing through Congress. Your fair share of taxes has just taken another hit from the Biden administration. In addition to the massive spending bill Democrats fought so hard to impose on American taxpayers, new reporting has revealed Biden's latest border policy idea. Direct payments to illegal immigrant families who were separated at the southern border under the Trump administration. According to the Wall Street Journal, the Biden administration is in talks to offer immigrant families that were separated during the Trump administration around $450,000 a person in compensation. That's the tune of total payments totaling $1 billion or more. They'll take that out of your fair share of taxes. The U.S. Departments of Justice, Homeland Security, and Health and Human Services are considering payments that could amount to close to $1 million a family. Though the final numbers could shift, the people familiar with the matter said that that was what was possible and even probable. Most of the families that crossed the border illegally from Mexico to seek asylum in the United States included one parent and one child. Many families then would get smaller payouts, depending on their circumstances. In the case of one parent and one child, they would receive $900,000 from the fair share of your taxes. The lump-sum payouts, according to some attorneys who spoke to the Wall Street Journal, could mean that illegal immigrants get more compensation from the Biden administration than some families of 9-11 victims received. That is beyond absurd. The potential for illegal immigrant families to receive hundreds of thousands of dollars of our fair share of taxes doled out by the federal government while Americans continue to struggle under the Biden administration's inflationary economic policy, is not a great look ahead to the 2022 midterms. Coming soon to a midterm ad near you is this. The Biden administration wants to offer immigrant families that were separated during the Trump administration around $450,000 a person in compensation? What are they giving you for the damage they have caused? This is enough to unhinge the most sane person. These people knew they were breaking American laws when they tried to jump the line and get in ahead of those immigrants who are obeying the law and waiting patiently for legal entry. They would not have been separated if they had not invaded our country illegally. Why do they deserve anything except a one-way ticket the hell out of here? And in fact, they ought to have to pay their own way. Imagine the message such payments would send to other immigrants who choose to enter America illegally. Not only do they feel that Biden has invited them to come here illegally, and many have said so, But with knowledge of these payments to prior illegals, they'd be fools not to take the same route. It is highly offensive to demand that we pay our fair share of taxes while they take that money and use it for such ignorant schemes as this one. Democrats want to transform America from a democratic country to a socialist country. And to get the necessary votes to keep them in power to accomplish this, they welcome the flow of illegal immigrants who they intend to give the right to vote. Biden should have been impeached by now if Democrats used the same rules they used against Donald Trump. Their hypocrisy is on full display. It is all about power. It's Hard to overstate how bonkers the American left has gone. If conservatives weren't in such a state of disarray, they would be dominating American politics like never before. Joe Biden and leading Democrats somehow convinced themselves the 2020 election was a call to fundamentally transform America into a socialist country. Remember who first used that word? transform America, it was Biden's leader, Barack Hussein Obama. Joe Biden is a senile puppet whose streams are being manipulated by the radical far left, people like Bernie Sanders, Ocasio-Cortez, and Susan Rice, in addition to Barack Hussein Obama. They decided that countries don't need borders. They decided that police and other law enforcement don't deserve the backing of elected politicians. They decided that the way to overcome racism is by literally dividing people by race. They have implemented policies to deter American energy production and thereby added to an energy price spike. They have implemented policies that take away incentives to work and thereby contributed to a labor shortage. They have even ignored advice from military leaders resulting in the U.S. government abandoning American citizens in a terrorist state. Joe Biden will have that blood on his hands as long as he lives. Luckily for anyone who cares about the country's future, This insanity is still a hard sell to the average American. Biden's tanking poll numbers confirm America's hesitation to buy what this administration is trying to sell. The left, though, is not deterred, as has been true throughout history. Hardcore left-wing ideologies are comfortable overcoming public resistance, if need be. They are positive they know the best way ahead. Anybody who gets in their way is racist and evil and must be crushed, literally crushed. We saw this play out in the debate over the multi-trillion dollar Transform America legislation Democrats were determined to jam through Congress. Democrats first proposed a $3.5 trillion spending bill, which they knew would never pass, but it would make it easier to ram through a smaller bill which they're working on now. The so-called Build Back Better legislation aims to cement a hard lurch left for America. America has never been a socialist country. This legislation aims to change that. Thankfully, even with Republican ineptness nearing peak form, the legislation has stalled. And that resulted in a political tantrum on the left. They scramble to see how much of it they can keep, how much of the giveaway program they can keep in the bill. The focus of the left's anger was on moderate Democrat senators Kristen Sinema and West Virginia's Joe Manchin for even daring to question the merits of this radical legislation Manchin and cinema have come under full-throated attack from the left and their allies in the so-called mainstream media. Both senators have been harassed by the radical left for not falling into line, as is usual in the Democrat Party. Cinema has even had radical leftists follow her into the restroom with cameras and harsh rhetoric. Think how rare it is for a Democrat politician to question their party's agenda. It almost never happens. They almost never stray from the herd. Never mind that the Senate is divided 50-50. Never mind that almost nobody voted for extreme left-wing government. Manchin and cinema came under extreme pressure to go along. Almost no media articles extolled their independence or moderation. Instead, they were attacked daily as unreasonable obstructionists. Amazingly, in the midst of this media pressure campaign, the second target of the Democrats' anger was the press corps itself. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi came out and publicly scolded the press for not effectively marketing the multi-trillion dollar spending monstrosity to the American people. On one level, it was refreshing for Pelosi to tacitly admit that she views the press as her marketing team. The press does usually market the left's policies to the American people. This is how left-wing policy often goes mainstream. But even the press corps cannot effectively sell socialism in America. Pelosi's mad about that. The rest of us should be happy. But we are hanging by a thread. You didn't have to go deep under the hood to understand why this socialist legislation was such a hard sell to moderates. In almost every area that America is currently struggling with, the Democrats' spending bonanza would make things worse. Why? Number one, America's labor shortage. Not enough people are working or wanting to work. Businesses, therefore, cannot find workers. The Democrats' legislation will make this worse in two ways. First, increasing taxes, especially on small businesses, will reduce hiring incentives that expand and create jobs. Second, adding new social spending problems will further disincentivize people from returning to the workforce. Number two, skyrocketing inflation. Prices are up for everything, everywhere. Inflation is booming under Biden. There are many causes for the runaway inflation. COVID-19 certainly has played a role, but the Federal Reserve's loose monetary policy and the government's record spending have contributed greatly to the price increases. Adding yet another gusher of federal spending in this environment is beyond crazy. Number three, energy price spikes. The worst part of the inflation increase for most Americans has been the spike in energy prices. People see this every day at the gas station. You can go past the station, see how much they're charging for gas, come back by three hours later, and see it up three, five, ten cents. And every month they see it in their home heating bill. The Democrats' legislation will make energy costs much worse. In fact, the legislation is designed to do just that. Rising prices for fossil fuels are an integral part of the left's strategy to fundamentally transform America's energy sector in the name of climate change. Current protestations aside, the left wants energy prices to go up. This legislation will achieve that. The problem is that the bill will disincentivize investment in fossil fuels and subsidize investment in renewable energy. This has long been the left's strategy, and it's leading to price spikes. Renewable energy is not filling the gap left by reduced fossil fuel production. Joe Biden, upon taking office, immediately canceled the XL pipeline as a slap in the face to Donald Trump. He has done everything he can to make us again dependent upon foreign nations for energy. At the recent summit, Biden was reduced to begging OPEC to produce more fuel and sell it to the American energy sector. When Biden took office, Trump's policies had made America energy independent. With a feeble hand and a pen, Biden washed all of that away. Number four, empty shelves. Americans don't like empty shelves. We are not the Soviet Union, Venezuela, or Cuba, nor do we want to be. The Biden administration's attempts to mock these concerns are going to bite them hard politically if Christmas shelves are empty. COVID-19 may have played a part, but the labor market policies Democrats are introducing will further the supply chain disruptions. A majority of Americans now think the government is trying to do too much. That's according to a Gallup poll. The spending bonanza Democrats are foisting on America would ask government to do a lot more more than any American government has ever attempted. The mainstream media has worked hard to make this radical policy seem normal. But even that has not been enough, and we can only pray that it stays that way. While Joe Biden promotes himself as a unifying moderate, left-wing ideologues in staff-level positions, both at the White House and on Capitol Hill, are unilaterally moving forward with extreme socialist policies that 50% of the country rejected in 2020. Blind to the skyrocketing deficits and national debt, Democrats are irresponsibly passing multi-trillion dollar wasteful spending bills that will crush future generations. Your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and mine. Job-killing Green New Deal and wealth redistribution bills are designed as COVID relief or infrastructure packages. Illegal immigrants are streaming across the southern border, with dreams of free health care and hotel rooms paid for by hard-working American taxpayers. Unconstitutional voting rights bill like the H.R. one will fundamentally destroy ballot security and deny states their right to run their own elections. Recent history has proven that Democrat presidents who misread their mandates and overreach with political policies the American people did not sign up for suffer tidal wave losses in their first midterm elections. If there is any justice, Biden and the Democrats will suffer the same fate. But we cannot wait for 2024. Democrats must be taken out of power in the November 2022 election. Send evil Pelosi home. In 1992, Bill Clinton was elected with just. 43% of the popular vote, not exactly a clarion call for massive change. Regardless, Clinton went hard left in 1993 with the infamous Hillary Care health care takeover and the federal assault weapons ban, both priorities for coastal elites. As a result, Republicans won both chambers of Congress in the 1994 elections, picking up eight seats in the Senate and 54 seats in the Newt Gingrich-led red tsunami in the U.S. House. Barack Hussein Obama was elected in 2008 on a message of moderation and unity, and that was the expectation of the American people when he took office. However, once in power, Obama changed course and pushed ahead with far-left agendas that spawned the failed Obamacare law, big government bailouts, and a massive economic stimulus bill filled with the liberal wish list, like shovel-ready jobs and cash for clunkers. That didn't help anybody, did it? Does all this sound familiar? Democrats yet again faced brutal consequences in the midterm elections. In 2010, Republicans gained six Senate seats and a whopping 63 House seats, wresting back control from Nancy Pelosi. Now, in an eerily similar fashion, Biden is ignoring the wishes of the forgotten men and women in America as well as plowing forward with an out-of-touch, radical agenda. Democrats may well be resigned to the reckoning at the polls in 2022. So instead of working to enact laws that are popular with the American people, they are trampling on precedent to rush through as much of the liberal wish list as they can while they still can. That's what's behind the irresponsible and short-sighted charge to abolish the filibuster. The Founders' design of the House and Senate featured built-in guardrails and protections to ensure minority rights so that one party cannot attempt drastic change without building a bipartisan consensus. Unsurprisingly, today's unhinged leftists view these traditions as inconvenient relics that don't apply to them and should not apply to them. The American people voted for unity, transparency, and compromise, none of which they are getting from the Biden White House or the Democrat-controlled Congress. The Democrats are trying to govern as if they have a nationwide mandate which everybody can see does not exist. Republicans, independents, and moderate Democrats across the country have to stand up to this irrational behavior and hold the line against the deluge of radical leftist policies threatening to destroy our country. Democrats work themselves into a deep hole because of their fury at Donald Trump. They had to get him out any way by any means possible. They had nobody that could take him out, so they went to Joe Biden. He couldn't take him out either, but if you put a woman and a black woman at that on the ticket, whoopee, Joe could be elected. And so they did, and now what have they brought us? And where do we go from here? Thank you for listening. I appreciate your tuning in. I'll be back again next week, God willing. Same time and same station. And God bless America.